Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallmafs. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Alter Call, our Mouse Season 14, Episode 16 recap. Hello, Aid. Hi, Tane. Ready for the end? Oh, my God. Have I been ready? <laughs> <laughs> It's been forever, but again, not to sound like a broken record, they are going to squeeze the show to every little drop. Every little drop. But you know, this this last episode, I was like, it's very much closing time. Like, this is over. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have any housekeeping notes for the people, Aid? Just to let everybody know that the Ultimatum Part 2 is up on Patreon. We did Part 1 last week, so you can go find the episodes and hear what we thought about that train wreck of a show. (laughs) As some of you may have seen the previews for next week, Decision Day is in two weeks. So, good for Rizzo, good for all the people who are getting to come back and talk, but we will not be covering that show. (laughs) (laughs) so so there will be no episode next week but we will be back with decision day i think it's going to be very exciting but yes we'll see you guys in two weeks yes and like eight said shout out to rizzo look at that do you think she's bumping kevin frazier off maybe um yeah i mean but good for her but it was nice to see some faces on there mika was there i don't think mika's ever come back for any special no, and like AJ and Stephanie don't get invited back for anything either. Yeah, and Paige was there looking fantastic. So yeah, it should be nice. The only thing about it is I don't think they're going to tell us or say anything different. Which It's just, I think it's just going to be the same thing. Except I'm looking forward to AJ bashing on Olajuwon. 
He's not a fan. <laughs> and it actually works out great for us because we're both traveling next week. Yeah. So we don't have to try to re- record. But I don't, I'm like, am I going to watch this? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I am. I mean, if anything stands out, we're definitely going to talk about it. But That's true. Yeah. So talking of AJ and Stephanie and all those old people, what's happening on social media? All right. So Dr. Viviana, she's very active. I mean, I know she's promoting her book, but she's very active. She did uh, Ask Me Anything, and they asked her which expert has been married the longest. And she said, okay, my sound was off, but she pointed to herself and said 15 years. So I don't know if she's saying she's been married 15 years, but I could have sworn that when we, when I looked up Dr. Pepper last week with the whole um, not being together and living separately, she said she was married for 16 or maybe they were together for 16 years. But I found that interesting. And then I couldn't remember if Pastor Cal, this is his second marriage or not. Do you know? I thought Pastor Cal would have won the Who's Been Married the Longest. I know, but then I, I had brain fog and couldn't remember if if um this was his second marriage and maybe it's shorter. I don't know, but I am sure one of our listeners is going to let us know. So if you guys know, let us know, because I'm actually really curious, because I don't think I would have pegged Dr. Viviana as being the married the longest of Me the either. experts. <laughs> Um, she has a book tour in Dallas. So Dallas listeners, if you want to go check her out, you know, let us know if you see anything interesting and if any of the Dallas, um, past participants come out to support her. Um, it's been a while since I've done where in the world is Haley. I think Haley is in Miami this week or she might be back, but she was in Miami. Um, she is headed to Bali in November and she's headed to Costa Rica in two weeks. And I ask this question every time. What does Haley do? Because I don't remember. Sales? <laughs> I don't remember either. Cause Something that lets of, her travel the world. That's a lot of vacation time. But yeah, good for her. I mean, that is the dream for everyone. So um, Michaela put up a bunch of stories that said in the last few months, she's noticed a number of women dive into their masculine villain or demon time energy And she understands why they've done that, but she has spent the last, uh, because she has spent the last 14 years doing the same, but she's done with that crap that she has now been introduced to so much protection, care, and healthy masculinity in the last few months. Sometimes Um, you can just keep things to yourself. You don't have to share. I mean, aid. I I keep telling you, we're in a different age. You gotta (laughs) share everything. There's no boundaries. There's everything for everything. I, I, guess, I guess where I was going with this was like, good for her because, you know, my hope usually, or for most reality people is what you, you have the opportunity to see yourself on TV. Most of us don't have that luxury of seeing ourselves. So we just think our shit don't stink, but you're able to identify the things that you need to change. For some people, it's like, no, I'm great the way I am regardless. But if she has made these changes, is in a better place, is at peace. I mean, good for her. Because from what we saw on the show, she was not in a good place. So, yeah. Good for her, but that description is something. It has a, a little whiff of a misogyny in there. Did, did, I, did I hear that right? <laughs> I was actually going to put a caveat, like, interpret how you will, because I don't want to speak for her. But <laughs> now that you say so, um, the masculine villain or demon time energy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it misogyny? I don't know. It, it sounds a little like I've been acting like a man 
And I'm like, first off, that's kind of an insult to men because your behavior is not masculine or feminine. It's just crazy. Um, or it was. Wow. <laughs> well. That's how yeah. I interpreted that. But that's what you get for writing a string of words that whatever. I know. It's just tough to interpret. But that's why I said, I'm just going with if she's at peace, good for her. So um, Karen of Karen and Miles fame has been in Nebraska and she had one story and she was like, click here and, to find out why I'm here. And I clicked on it and it was reason, reasons to live in Nebraska. And I'm like, is she an ambassador? I, I, I didn't quite understand it, but it's kind of like a, I don't know, reasons to go visit. I, I didn't quite get it, but she's been in Nebraska and she's been promoting it. So spontan. <laughs> So. She got a deal to promote Nebraska. Honestly, Nebraska, that's where Gabrielle Union is from. That is Nebraska's yes. claim to fame as far as I'm concerned. Because I'm not sure there's anything else that they could claim besides Gabrielle Union. Isn't um, Ashton Kutcher from there? I don't I know. could be wrong. Idaho, maybe. Hmm. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Places where people are. <laughs> but I, yes, I saw her post and I was like, this is some interesting sponsored content. Much as I love Karen. I'm like, I don't think I'll be going to Nebraska. <laughs> Speaking of um, sponsorships, it looks like there's this brand called Lux Teak, and it's kind of like a home spa type situation. I think they reached out to a bunch of maths people. And again, I've mentioned this before because I want to say it was Freshly or Food where they got a whole bunch of maths people and they did that together. So that might be the move now. But Karen had it. Um, Beth of Beth and Jamie had it. Ashley of Ashley and Anthony had it. So just, you know, promoting the home lux. Listen, everybody get in their bag. Everybody make the money. Um, but yeah, that was the latest sponsorship that I saw this week. Cool. Um, um, I saw Austin and Jessica getting mic'd and Austin tagged it being a while. I was wondering where they were. And then we found out that there's going to be a decision day dish. And my guess is it's either for that or there's supposed to be rumor, supposedly a season, well, an episode of Where Are They Now after Decision Day and the reunions. So it could be that also, because they had a baby. So that's an update. So one or the other. Okay. When they do the Where Are They Now, though, it's usually just the current season. Um, no. The where are they now that I recall was like the last one, which is like a couple of seasons where they got all of the people. But I can't remember if it was like a season 10 type situation. It was. After it was after DC. season 10. To celebrate 10 seasons, they did like a a special, a math special. Yeah. But as Maps fan, is, when I've seen her talk about where are they now, I assume she means the shooting they do after decision day, like they did last year and the year before. Oh, I see. I was thinking of like an update on the the couples like where what's happening now where are they now well okay there's too much whatever they want to do i know i'll be watching so um <laughs> uh, finally jamie did ask me anything and someone says why does she need an nda and she said she's getting an nda for something she's working on that she can't talk about now and i have no idea what that could be oh no comment as always um <laughs> I forgot. It's Jamie. Um, yeah, so that's all I have um, for social media. And before we dive into the episode eight, what did you think of the episode? Um, like I said, my expectations are so low that they do tend to surpass them. 
this episode was okay for like the last episode before decision day mm-hmm. i think they mix it up a little bit more i really mm-hmm. do think like the maps crew is working a little harder mm-hmm. yes we had the family and friends conversations but there was a little bit more going on they played flag football i i thought it was better than it could have been i agree with you this episode had some juice it still had the tedious, we don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if I lo- everybody by this point knows what they're going to do. And the whole family and friends thing didn't drag. It wasn't like majority of it. So it was it was kind of cool. It was different. I don't know what made it different, but it was different. But let's get into it. So we have five days until decision day. And we get a round robbing of the couples. And Lindsay is with the cats um, saying that she loves her bonus babies. Katina and Olajuwon are taking a walk on the beach before work. And Noi shows us a cute mug that Steve got her, but it has the wrong date. She's like, I didn't even know who he was on this date. It was like <laughs> June 26, 21. I think it was and, only one month off. It was supposed to be July 26, 21. And I'm like, was it his <laughs> fault? Or was it the, I was about to say Etsy. Was it the Etsy seller's <laughs> fault? <laughs> we don't know. Um, and then it was just jarring. I'm thinking I'm expecting another couple. The camera just pans right in front of his face. Michael is in his car sweating profusely. So I'm assuming that this is right after a workout. And he's saying how I'm with a friend. I'm like, what? And that's not what I signed up for. And however the marriage goes, as long as I'm my authentic self, I'll be able to live with it. I'm like, okay. And then the episode starts. The sharks are eating as usual. And from nowhere, Lindsay drops a home fertility test on the kitchen island. I'm like, screw, screw. (laughs) (laughs) But did did Dr. Pepper just not say slow down? Like, are we in a good place? Like, do we know if we're staying? What, What is happening right now? So my face looks exactly like Mark's because what the fuck? <laughs> Yours and the whole audience. I'm like, why? Like, I think you, uh, there's a lot of hatred in this relationship. So I'm not quite sure why we're talking about fertility, but okay. <laughs> Mark's asks, um, what that is going to tell them. And she goes, always oh, going to tell us about your sperm count. And if it's good to go or not. So Lindsay says that decision day is upon them and they're doing really well. She thinks the fertility test would be useful for her to know before decision day. (laughs) All right, girl. So she tells Mark that she's a planner and she likes to know things ahead of time. And she might consider incubating a child for him. She sees how he is with his cats and she just knows that he's going to make a great dad. And then Mark in a confessional laughs because there's really nothing else to do. And he's like... Baby sharks are in no rush at all, but maybe, you know, he's curious to see if they can make something down the road. So basically he's game for this. So she goes to the bathroom with him, but the mic is still on, which is a little awkward because I'm like... A little? A little? (laughs) It's awkward. Well, it's awkward because I'm guessing, not guessing, we don't get to hear the sound, but why are the mics still on? Like, was the plan to have the mic on while he's jerking off. Like if nothing else, the camera people, the producer, everyone is just privy to this. None of this should have happened (laughs) from top to bottom. I couldn't believe Mark actually went along with it. I think it was just easier. (laughs) (laughs) It was just easier to give in. So he says, um, 
maybe I need a video to see if this thing works. And of course, Lindsay takes it personally. He's like, you'd rather have a video than your wife. And he was like, I mean, it's just awkward. And I just, I mean, I know some people gave him grief for it, but I kind of get where he's coming from. First of all, he was blindsided. He didn't ask for this. He just wanted to eat his chicken salad in peace. And she dropped that. And then he's on camera and he doesn't even know if he wants to be with this woman. And I don't, I don't know. You know, for all we say, Aid, how Mark doesn't like Lindsay, like for the relationship, do you think he's attracted to her? I have no idea. I'm inclined to actually say yes. At some point he was attracted to her. I don't know if he still is attracted to her. I'm inclined to say no, because I, 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 I thought about this question now where it was like, oh, do you want your wife? And then I was like, wait, we've never actually, look, there are people who might hate each other, but they're like, no, but okay, I'm still attracted to her and all that kind of stuff. I've just never got that from Mark, even on their wedding day. Like, I'm trying to remember him gushing, saying, oh, she's beautiful, she's this, she's that or whatever. And I don't remember that. And for all the things that he always says about her, he never really says, oh, you know, the same way, like maybe Olajuwon or Michael is like, oh, I mean, look at her. She's beautiful. She's whatever. All he says is like at her core, she's a good person and she's a nurturer. But he never <laughs> says like she's hot, she's sexy, she's beautiful. Like I'm, I'm attracted. I've never heard him say that. You have a good point here. Now, I, mean, I haven't even thought about that. I think it's because they did connect on a physical level in the beginning. So I assumed that there was some attraction there. But the more you talk, you're right. He's never said, and she's beautiful. He's never said that, which is like the easiest compliment to give you yeah. to ugly people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then even when they connected, sometimes I wonder what the circumstance of them having sex was. Like the oh. more we know about them, I'm just like, how did that happen? Who knows? Well, anyways. So we get a title card saying few moments later, and Lindsay is telling Mark that his sperm doesn't look healthy. And he needs to drink more water. She's laughing in the confessional. You know that laughter she does where she doesn't know how to stop. And because she will always take a, any chance she can to, de to dog Mark, she says that, you know, he's dehydrated and it looks like he's shooting out Elmer's glue that has been untapped for a week. I think Lindsay fancies herself a very funny gal. So. <laughs> but it's not funny. It's just very awkward. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. I don't think anybody else does either. <laughs> so while they are waiting for the results, Mark says that he's nervous because in his twenties he tried things to en en enhance his size that could affect his ability to have children. I gotta confess, Aid. It didn't occur to me. It came second that he meant size as in bodybuilding and stuff. I thought he meant like his penis size. And I'm like, why would you tell us people in the world? Keep that to yourself. And then I was like, oh yeah, fitness industry. There you go. So, so they do the test. And at first I didn't understand what they were testing for. And this fertility test seems like she's not getting tested. Just him. Just him. This whole thing is very... First off, I'll be honest. I did not know that we had home kits to test male fertility. And I'm like, has the FDA heard about this? Have, have they approved these things? But I'm still confused and I was going to ask you what they were testing for. It says positive. It looked like a COVID test. Oh, a home COVID test. And it comes out positive. Positive for what? That you're over a million? Like they weren't really clear what the test is testing. No, they were not. I was like, are we testing for motility? How fast the swimmers can move? Like, what are we testing for that you can do on a home testing kit? Yeah, it was 
very unclear. She just said it needs to be positive, and I was like, okay. Anyways, the test comes out positive, and they both laugh about it. They, of course, Lindsay touchy touchy, and then you know gives they high five each other, and she gives him a kiss. So then we see Noi meeting up with her pretty friend that we met at the wedding, Supri. Um, she catches her up on how they had a good start, then a rocky in between, and now it's a good turn. Noi says that they haven't met. They haven't seen each other in a while, but Supri brings up how, you know, they've talked about how Noi was raised and their family was communal and they do stuff for each other. But Steve made a point to say that she doesn't do all that stuff, which makes me believe that they've hung out. So I don't know what a long time is or how they define a long time. Maybe a week. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they've only been together seven weeks. So. <laughs> I'm like, are you on the group chat? What What is going on? You're in communication somehow, but who knows? So we get a flashback of Steve saying um, all the things that he does with Noi giving him a stank face. And Super was like, that's so hard to believe that Noi is such a nurturer. So I don't know what he was trying to say. But there's that saying, like, you may know your friend as a friend, but you don't know who your friend is in a relationship. Not at all. So. Not at all. <laughs> And I mean, I don't think Super did, wasn't saying anything bad about Steve or yeah. she didn't do any of that, but she was just like, I'm just, what are you saying? I'm confused as to what I'm hearing. <laughs> so Noi says, yeah, I was taken aback. Like, I don't know the things that I'm not doing, but I mean, I do verbalize my appreciation for him more. I'm like, okay. So Supri brings up um, the job plan and they talk about how, I mean, he seems smart. Well, not they. Supri is the only one saying he seems smart and he looks like he could get a job anytime. And Noi says, I mean, he seems so, but she feels like he's the kind of person that needs to focus on one task at a time. And right now he's currently focusing on his marriage. Something Lindsay is asking for and somebody else is complaining about that. So, <laughs> what life is something else so Noi says listen I'm a hustler like I cook I clean I bust my ass so why can't he do that Noi says it's scary processing a big decision and she wonders if they have enough of a foundation to make it everlasting she says she trusts him more but she needs to weigh the pros and cons Olajuwon is meeting up with Coach Mack again I guess his family's tapped out Jeff is tapped out so Coach Mack it is he tells him that the chemistry with Katina is real. She's beautiful and she's working on her associates. So it's about three to five years for her to get her degree um, and the nursing degree, uh, the bachelor's and the nursing degree. He says he ignored it in the beginning because he wanted to just get to know her. And he also thought she was done in May. I don't know which is true. Did that you he ignored it or that he didn't know it was going to be done in May or he yeah. thought maybe a bachelor's was going to be done in May. But I'm also, okay, or the associates. Maybe he thought the bachelor's was going to be done in May only to find out the associates was going to be done in May. I don't know. The, yeah, there was a lot. And then I just, how do you just ignore that? Like you ask questions and you figure it out. So he says that he's always wanted to travel the world. Every time he says he wants to travel the world, I just remember like, where are the places Olajuwon wants to travel? Because I know when she planned that one month anniversary and she asked, have you been to Italy? Not that he should have been to Italy, but it just seems like he hasn't been anywhere. So it seems so convenient that he now wants to travel because he found out that, you know, she wants to get her degree and all that stuff. And I don't know if he realizes that they do have breaks in between school. Like this whole thing is bizarre. And you can like miss a week of school every now and then. It's it's not the end of the world. Uh, it's, it's not a prison. And then if you want to travel, you could go on the weekends. Like classes is not twenty four hours. 
Anyways. It um, just seems like a very convenient excuse. A very, very convenient one. And he says he doesn't know, you know, how she can do that and be a wife while getting her degree. Because, you know, there's never been a wife who got their degree. So he says he just went through that with his ex and he's over school that he doesn't even want to hear it from anybody else. <laughs> what a selfish man. <laughs> so so self-centered. <laughs> I don't want to hear about school. You know, there's a lot of things in life we don't want to hear about, but if you care just a little bit for someone, you're going to listen to them talk about it just because. Also, if this was such a deal breaker and you went through this with your ex, wouldn't you just mention that as your deal breaker? If it is so important, I don't know. He's making up stuff. So coach Max says like, you know, it's the rest of his life. And if he has a different idea of his life and it's not where he should be, that they have to be on the same page. And it's a real question to himself. Is she the one? I don't know how I feel about coach Mac. I feel like this is the second time that he's given Olajuwon bad advice. I feel like he's so similar to Olajuwon that this is probably why he's the one that comes because Olajuwon knows he's going to tell him what he wants to hear. The first time he gave him bad advice was that first time when he came and he was talking about how he yelled at Katina and he was like, you know how you get like, we've all done it. I'm like, who's we've all. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Michael stops by to talk to his sisters And it was funny because the last time he spoke to them was when he was telling them that he was getting married and they played the flashback. And I think they all sat in the same place that they sat at the dining table (laughs) when he came the first time. (laughs) But this time one of the sisters had a baby and she was so cute. Just sitting there. Um, He asked Claire, we've met Claire before, what she thinks they need to focus on. Claire says that they want the same things and are looking for the same things, but for some reason are not giving each other those things. And she thinks it's because they're they're over-processing and foreshadowing. That word again, foreshadowing. Um, Michael says the good news is they've cleared the air with all that and they're now on the same page. Um, and then we get a back and forth because Jasmina is also talking to her beautiful friend, Miles. And Jasmina says that, you know, she feels more connected to him, but the feelings still haven't come again, guys, there's five days till decision day. So she tells us that (laughs) there's just not much time for any feelings to come. You are out of time, Jasmina. Tick tock, tick tock. So Jasmina says, that she tells her that you know in the confessional she tells us that they're in a good place but she's not in a space where she feels 100% confident for decision day. Michael tells his sisters that he didn't come for friends. Miles asks Jasmina what is holding her back and she said she just hasn't looked at him differently. Miles asks if you know Michael has made a move and Jasmina says a little bit like you know he you know tries to hold hands he tries to move closer kisses her in the cheek. And he asked her if it would help if Michael opened up about his feelings. Jasmina lies, as far as I'm concerned, and says, yes, it would help. But she knows that he purposely doesn't talk like that because he doesn't want to make her uncomfortable. Michael tells his sisters that, you know, they have a short amount of time. So what does he do? And his sisters are like, it's a sticky situation. Like, you don't want to be pushy because you want to make her comfortable. But then what makes you comfortable? Claire tells him that he needs to make a decision to protect Mike and know what he's willing to compromise and what he thinks is worth it. And that he thinks that she thinks that the way that he's talking about it, that she thinks he thinks it's worth it. Um, Is it worth it going on hope and waiting to see if you get what you need eventually? And from what she can see and how much he's analyzing it, it seems to mean a lot to him. He says the missing link is really important. That's the romantic side. 
Miles tells Jasmina that she needs to consider asking Michael to say how he feels about their relationship and her. And she says she hasn't considered it at all. This irritated me a bit, A, because everyone keeps telling Michael what to do, but no one is telling Jasmina that she needs to do something. And what is the point of Michael doing all these things, saying the feelings and all that kind of stuff, if she's not feeling anything? So he should just part his feelings for fun? I've, and I also, this seems new to me. I thought that we had established that they were pouring out feelings, that he was being vulnerable, that she was being vulnerable. As far as I was concerned, their problem was physical. Yeah. Now we seem to have transitioned to something else at the, the ninth hour. It, it was strange. Yeah. And then also the ball is in Jasmina's court. Like literally there's nothing he can do. He plans all his dates. He, he listens to her. He opened up to her. He's been vulnerable. He's done all the things that she wants. If nothing's happening, why should this poor man keep trying? At this point Agreed. it's on her. So. It, it is kind of on her. I don't know if it's a hundred. Yeah, it's on her. I feel like it's on them together. I don't have any blame or anything. I just think if you're going to be physical, one of you needs to decide, decide together, figure it out. But I think it is kind of figured out because Michael is attracted to her. Michael does want to do it, but he's also respecting her boundaries. If she doesn't want to, who wants to do that? So that's why I'm like, everyone's giving all this advice. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. It doesn't matter if she's not feeling anything. That's why I was pissed at her for saying, yeah, it'll make a difference. No, it's not, Jasmina. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, there's a lot of like discussion about this is a big decision. Like we've said this time and time and again. I just feel like in the eight weeks, you should just be trying to figure out, is this worth like going beyond decision day? Yeah. It is not like a life and death decision. Yeah. You are not committed for life. I think there's something about paying for a divorce lawyer. Use your stipend, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I still think they pay for the divorce lawyer, by the way, and the fees associated with the divorce for a while up to the end of the show. Not just if you do it on decision day. But yeah, yeah. it's the, this episode always bothers me because no one ever says like, do you think you have enough to just keep going forward? It always is like, we have to do this and we have to do that. And is there this, this, this. it's a lot. Yeah. It's like focusing on the important things. Are we aligned on our values? Do we get along? Do you make me feel good? Whatever. I'm not saying the attraction doesn't matter, but the truth of the matter is you met this person seven weeks ago. There are people, some people who have rules where they don't even sleep with the person until marriage. There's some people who don't sleep with them until 90 days or whatever. So the huge focus on that, you can't say this is the best I felt in a relationship. We laugh so much. We do all that. Like just give it time without the pressure cooker, without the cameras. You don't know how you'd feel but like you said this eight weeks man it's like the be all end all so i think it's to, to their demise to be honest so mm-hmm. it's not so no, not at all so she says if she isn't feeling anything come decision day then it's gonna be a no mark goes to see his friend john who i don't recall if we've seen him before but he looks we interesting have. we have he looks yeah, interesting we've seen him before it's like quirky attractive or something with the earrings and the glasses i don't know so he asks mark how it's going and mark says you know he's had a rough week his mom is in the hospital and it's hard for her to get in and out of bed because of her weight and then we see a flashback of Lindsay talking to his mom and just pretty much telling her like you know you have depression and all that you know that flashback was very nice to see because it really gave a different look at their relationship like if Lindsay is that comfortable you know talking to his mom 
helping her out with stuff and flat out telling this woman, you have depression. You have to have a level of a relationship to say that. But it's Lindsay. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and the the, level- Lindsay is a person who you do want in your corner. And she also, I think she just recognizes certain things. So she can be that person on the outside who will say things to his mom that he probably needs to say to her, but yeah. his mom would not be receptive because it's from her son. Yeah, that's true. And Lindsay is a lot of things, but she's not lying when she says, what wife will put up with this? And I know he really hates her saying it, but shes it's true. Mark had a ter- Maths was bad luck for Mark. There was just a <laughs> lot. It's seven weeks. <laughs> it was a lot in seven weeks. Whoa. But anyways, so yeah, that for me, that was nice to see. It was just like, I mean, we hear about how she's being supportive, but, you know, just actually seeing it was, you know, nice. I mean, we've seen it, but in this context, it was nice. So Mark says, you know, the house is coming along and they have a lot to do. So I was like, are you planning on saying yes? But then I realized he's probably just cleaning out his mom's house, but for the both of them or just him? I don't know. But now half the problem is solved. He does have a place to move into. So we see. Does his mom own this apartment? Does she rent this apartment? It was all very fuzzy. It really was fuzzy because then his grandma was in the mix too. Like she lived there, but didn't live there. I don't know. It was very vague. So we see a selfie cam of Mark cleaning the house out. And Mark says he's happy that Lindsay's there and she shows up when he needs someone to show up. But when they have disagreements, he's fine if she's not there. Listen, it's nice that Lindsay's supportive, but who wants to be the wife that I just like you when you're a workhorse and you're a support system because I don't have anybody else? Like, (laughs) my estimation of Mark, I mean, we knew he had his own issues, but this really revealed them. If Mark plans to say no on decision day, he should have never had Lindsay over there cleaning out his mother's house. Yeah. It's like you've had a cleaning service, then you had a nursing service, then you have a babysitter for your cats. Like, Lindsay might feel a little justified in feeling used after all this is over if this man says no. Mm, I'm just curious to see how she's going to handle it. What if she says no? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I clean, but I don't want to be with you. Yeah, I think he'll feel relieved. (laughs) So he says he has seen um, both every week. That's the disagreements and her showing up. And when you meet someone, don't you want more? You don't want more downs than ups. So John says, when the responsibilities die down a bit and you get back to your schedule, you're going to have more time. But right now she showed up and you have to judge with the most recent. Then this was one of the tougher weeks for you. And she showed up. John says, and Lindsay has said this before, and she will say this in the future, is that transitions are hard for Mark. And Lindsay is the first person that has challenged him. Mark says that he hasn't spent enough time away from her to miss her, that he needs time without her to know if he would miss her. I call bullshit when people say that shit. Because when you do love someone or when you miss someone, hell, you could be in the same room and they're in another room and you miss them. You don't need them to be like miles away from you to know that you miss them. At this point, you're just verbalizing stuff because you know that deep down, you know what the real answer is. Which is that you would not miss her if she was gone. Unless something <laughs> needed cleaning. <laughs> um, John says that he's not doing himself any favors if he says, screw it, after eight weeks. Um, I think it's safe to say that all of Mark's friends are in favor of Lindsay being around. 
And this is a testament to probably what Mark has been dating before. before <laughs> because I get it that they don't see the full picture of like all the things that she says and she does or whatever. But I think in terms of like what he said, that he's never had a woman who challenges him. Mark is probably the kind of person whom I feel like I'm not good enough and will go date someone that he thinks won't challenge him or that he has won something over that he can be the one that's helping. I think it's a reverse in this situation where Lindsay's the life of the party, Lindsay's the outspoken one, and she's also the nurturer in the relationship because every time his friends describe who he is in a relationship, I'm like, who is this Mark? I don't know who this Mark that you're talking about. So maybe he's brought himself, he's dimmed his light to fit in a relationship. Who knows? But yeah. I think his friends are a fan of Lindsay because they see all this, like, I hate to say it, but the man's life is falling apart. And there's Lindsay right next to his side helping him with everything. And I think if you saw that for your friend, you would consider it a good thing. Yeah. True that. All right, guys, we will be right back. And we are back with a not subtle at all product placement. So we get (laughs) Stephen Noy. Just Steve, his friend Paria is coming over to do ring shopping. They sit down at the computer. They open up the website called jamesallen.com, which is different from the Boston Diamonds from the season premiere. So this is a very random like product placement. Also, next time they try to sign a contract, guys, sign uh, an exclusive one where two ring companies can't be. Because <laughs> <laughs> now do I go to Boston Diamond or do I go to James Allen? Now I have two options. <laughs> well, I, I think Boston Diamond is real diamond and James Allen is lab-grown diamond. Me personally, I'll take the biggest one. I don't care if it's lab-grown. Um, <laughs> Paria, his friend, asks him what makes him want to get Noi a, another ring. And he does not respond because they are making me. He says, no, this gift will let her know how he feels and that she's been willing to step out of her comfort zone to meet him in the middle. And I was like, she has. <laughs> so he wants to give her something special. Um, per- They design a ring and Perea is like, oh, she'll love it. And then <laughs> Perea says that guys prove their commitment by where they spend their money. And it's nice to see how invested they are. And the ring tells men to back off. And I'm like, Steve is not paying for this ring. Or at least I hope he's not. <laughs> they, whatever it was, they spent a lot of time in this segment. <laughs> it was so bizarre. And that was literally the whole segment was this ring commercial. Mm-hmm. So next up is Lindsay and Olajuwon on a park bench. It to was- this day, <laughs> I am like, how did we end up with the season starting with these two not being able to be in a moving vehicle together to now they're meeting up on a park bench? It was just finally nice to see this famous Olajuwon Lindsay talks. I mean, it was everything I imagined. They kept interrupting each other, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Olajuwon asks, how did the week go? And she says, Mark stepped it up. He's been doing better. They've been doing great. And she needed someone to rein her in. And Olajuwon says, we're both two full-time jobs. And Lindsay says, it ain't easy being a boss. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Both of you are disaster people, but okay. Um, they say it's a lot of fun, and it, but it's a lot of work. Someone's got to do it. No, actually, they really no one has to do the work of being in a relationship with you two. Um, in an interview, Lindsay and Elijah Wan, she says they're buddies. She's like him. 
Um, and she thinks that they're similar in their approach and directness and how we like to handle things. No one on earth should handle anything the way you two do. <laughs> a large one asks her if there are more pros than cons. She says, yeah, he's a good person. They connect on faith. They're a good team. And she trusts him when he gives her advice. When they like sit down and talk like grownups, <laughs> um, he gives her good advice. But when he has problems, he goes to Olajuwon, he goes to Jasmina, he goes to Mike. I found that list very interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much everybody. Oh, Steve wasn't on there. <laughs> no Steve, no Noi, no Katina. I mean, Noi's on nobody's list. <laughs> um, and it bothers her that he goes to all these people because he doesn't tell her his problems first. And Olajuwon says he does it so he makes sure he can tell you the right way. Because you're a strong woman and you're really smart. So if you say the wrong word or the wrong way, you will break it down and make him feel stupid. Olajuwon says that he likes other people's opinions. but And that's why he talks to Lindsay. But he said one time he said dismay and she said dismiss to him, I guess. And he was like, that's why he, you know, you're going to correct him. She seemed really proud of it. I'm like, do you know how rude that is? <laughs> Elijah says, I do it too. And for a second, I thought he meant corrected people word. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, what? And then he says, <laughs> he, he says he does the whole thing about going to other people first before going to Katina um, and like talking to the other guys. Mm, okay. Apparently, Lindsay's already heard about Elijah issues because she says, oh, so Katina's cons is that she's in school. And he's like, also life experience. Like if you have kids, you have to be able to cook and do these things. And Lindsay's like, Katina's a cook. And he says, he's very insistent that no, she's not a cook. She's learning to cook. Olajuwon says, it sounds stupid, but it's not. No, it just sounds stupid. Because it is. <laughs> he says, it's my life. And there's a certain wife is what he expects. Lindsay's, I mean, this conversation does reveal like, Lindsay's not bad. Okay. <laughs> Because Lindsay tries. She's like, you know, I had a friend who wanted his wife to stay at home and cook. Lajuan reiterates, just in case anybody was confused, he doesn't want her to stay home. He wants her to work. And Lindsay says, so you want her to work and work? And he <laughs> says, the thing is, is right now she's working from home. Like you work on your computer. It's not a lot of work. And Lindsay's like, I work from home and it's still work. Oh no, her job is not that hard. I'm like, do you do her job? What? Lajuan is terrible. Yeah, he just, he doesn't say, I don't even know if it's telling, you know how we say Mark doesn't say Lindsay's beautiful or whatever. I don't know if it's telling that all he says about her is that you're beautiful or you let me be me, but he never really says anything that's really unique to her because he just seems to down her any chance he gets. She doesn't cook and her job isn't real. And did it. I, I, I find it particularly offensive. There's just this misconception out there from and I understand if you work outside the house and you see yeah. someone who sits at a computer all day, you can somehow start to think that they don't work. But that's yeah. not, it, it's job dependent. Yeah. Anything it's, that requires mental capacity, sitting on a computer or whatever, it's work. <laughs> and there are bonuses to working from home, but it doesn't mean the eight hours might, or, or the nine hours or the 10 hours might still be occupied just because you're not, just because you're home. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh. And then, I mean, this whole like, I, ex I expect my wife to do the third shift, <laughs> work all day, and then come home and work for me. Like, a large one is a piece of shit, okay? 
I just don't understand how we went through seven weeks, eight weeks, whatever, and none of the experts were able to get a direct answer from him as to why he expects that from his wife to be able to cook. He keeps saying, that's just me. That's what I want. That's how I envision my wife. Why? Like, how did we not get a direct answer on that? I don't know. I would love to know. I hope someone asked him at the reunion. I don't think he'll... I think his whole thing is like, it's an expectation that I have. My expectations don't need to be reasonable. They just need, like, whatever I want is whatever I want, and I deserve whatever I want. I don't understand. Katina needs to come up with hers, too. I need someone that makes six figures. Let's go. Alajamon says it's at a point where you have to decide if it's enough for you. Lindsay is trying to be a little bit of the voice of reason. You could learn to cook. You could do a delivery service. Elijah one says he's not here to be a teacher, but Elijah one doesn't know how to cook either. So I'm not sure how he's supposed to teach Katina how to be a cook, but that's another story. <laughs> Lindsay says you have to be, and Elijah one says she can't travel. So I can't travel like on his thing about her. She can't travel. Lindsay, once again, the voice of reason is like, is being in a marriage more important to you than traveling? And she thinks if he says no, he'd regret it. I hope he says no for Katina's sake. And once again, I have to ask, does Olajuwon like Katina? What do you think, Tane? Seriously? I don't know. On one hand, sometimes I think like he doesn't like her. And then on the other hand, I think like he's just scared by it because he actually has to commit and do all the things that he needs to. And then he's suddenly feeling trapped because he's had unhealthy dating relationships for years. So it's hard to believe that in seven weeks, you just changed all of a sudden. I don't know. So I'm torn. I don't, I'm in between both, both sides. I will say this. I don't think he respects her at all. Okay. That's fair. Cause you can like someone without respecting them. And I, the way he speaks to her and about her is just very disrespectful. Like she's t- dirt underneath his shoe. Yeah. Like they're not on the same level. And I'm like, but what makes you better? Oh, that's right. College degree, no loans house. Got it. <laughs> he needs to be friends with Jose. <laughs> so mm, that's nothing. Yeah. So next up is Michael and Jasmina going to an Arthur Murray dance studio. He asks her if she merengues or bachatas or anything. And she says, no. Once again, Michael is hoping the romance can grow so they can say yes on Dee. Dee. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> I just want to say that Jasmina with the lovely dresses, like she never misses with these lovely dresses on their date nights. No, 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 no. She never <laughs> w- misses. And when they started dating, I was like, I hope Vince is doing okay out there, wherever he is, and hope he's not triggered. <laughs> <laughs> I did. The funny thing is, I didn't even think about it because, yeah, I can't see either of them losing their shit about dancing. Um, <laughs> that was very dance- strange. <laughs> They dance together. From the word go, Michael is better than Jasmina. Um, <laughs> they have fun. Jasmina says they're having so much fun together dancing. Michael sits down. They sit at a table. They have a very nice charcuterie board. They have flowers. It's very pretty. Then they have the same conversation that we've watched them have five times over. It's been a long journey. They started out rocky, but they're better. He, he has regrets about how he did things in the beginning. He didn't expect to find out so many things by himself. But while he's talking, Jasmina, I was like, oh my God, is she crying? And she was crying. She was? And 
She was. She was getting choked up. Oh, I didn't know she was. So she said she appreciates him for saying what he said. You're just not very vocal about your feelings. And she feels like she's too vocal. Like, you just sit and listen. I'm like, has this man not been working about being vocal about his feelings for at least the past four weeks? What is going on? (laughs) Maybe they're just trying to throw us off. I don't know. Maybe this is some funky editing. I don't know. I just, like you said, my notes said exactly that it feels like a tennis match. They'll say one thing. How do you feel about that? Say another thing. But what do you think about that? Say another. I'm like, guys, you said the same thing since you had your uptick for two weeks now. And there's just nothing more to say. Either you feel it or you don't feel it. But one thing, you know, after the dance and stuff, Jasmina made a comment like, this is the Michael that I want to see every day. But she says this after every good date, but their relationship is not going to be a series of good dates 24-7. Like, it can't be that every day. And we've done the series of dates, and it still didn't bring the romantic side. So, I, honestly, if I'm Michael, I'm tapped out. Um, I don't think he is tapped out, though. <laughs> no, because I, I said, if, if you I'm Michael, it. I'm tapped out. I got nothing else. Like, you're giving me nothing. You're just asking me for more. But the one I'm doing is not working. They basically have the same conversation about the attractiveness and the romance. And it's, it, there's no conclusion. In fact, they ended with him asking her, does she think that one day it could turn into romance? Or is this just where we are? And then they ended there. So we never knew what she said. <laughs> but I think there was a conclusion, though. Because Michael does declare that he does have romantic feelings. And she says flat out that she doesn't have those feelings. And Michael was like, I'm very disappointed and hurt to hear that. I'm just like, and so? Like, it's the same thing over and over again. What's going to happen? We don't know. I don't think Michael has ever said he has romantic feelings for her. I think he, I mean, I was under the impression that he did. I think he said, oh, I care about you or whatever, but he's never actually declared like, I have romantic feelings. I don't know for these people. I don't know what they're doing. So next up is Katina and Olajuwon, and we can reasonably think that this might be a date that Olajuwon actually planned. Our first one in eight weeks. Mm, that the producers might have put together, too. That the producers might have put together. You couldn't even be bothered to fix his collar? We, this, I mean, I'm not going to go after him for a collar. <laughs> I'm going to pretend um. like he actually planned this date. <laughs> um, And he did bring the roses. I was like, are those real? They look fake. But, I mean, she didn't say they were fake. Olajuwon says it's important to go on one last date before decision day. I can tell you right now it really isn't. Um, (laughs) He says because as stressful as decision day is, it's good to take the pressure off and just enjoy each other. He asks her, he tells her that he wants to hear how she feels. And she says she's glad they got matched. And in the beginning, it felt like regular time. But now that at the end, it just feels like they've like gone very, time's gone very quickly. It's been a good journey. Puerto Rico, Vermont, they've traveled a lot. I'm like, is this you like trying to prove to him that you can travel? Look at all the places we've been in just eight weeks. I mean, that is a point until I realized that I don't know if she started school. Or if she took it. It was summer. So I was like, this. she probably took the summer off. I don't know. But I mean, even if she try, was trying to do that, honestly, that is a point. If she's in school or not, she still cooked. She filmed a TV show. She took two trips. Like, it's possible. That we don't, yeah. 
it would be good you're right it would be good to know if she was in school they talk about decision day and she says she, they, she doesn't know what the other one will say they don't know what the other one will say and you just never know a larger one asks if there are lingering questions and she he says we have to make our own decisions based on what we think is best for us together and independently then he starts again with the school and katina's like there's a certain point where i was like is this a job interview it was a job interview it was have you thought about this have you thought about that have you done this scenario because when he asked about balancing school she's like well if i wasn't capable of doing these things and balancing it all i wouldn't have signed up to be a wife she knows what she wants out of life she knows she can do everything and being a wife is important and then he's like why is it important to you i'm like jesus yeah he wanted like part a b c d of an answer it didn't feel like a, I want to know what you think. It felt like an interrogation. Mm-hmm. She, she says, um, in answer to his question, I want to have a family and a partner and experience life with someone. And the Lodgen says, do you only think you can do these things with a husband? And she said, I could do it in any relationship, but the point would be to end in marriage. So, you know, same. Katina says she's nervous about the future. She entered a new world, being somebody's wife and having a husband and going back to being single would be starting all over. There's a kind of like a theme running through the episode of people basically being like, but I just don't want to get on the apps again. Is like the unsaid part. (laughs) I'm like, you know, not wanting to get on apps is not a reason to stay married to this particular person. Like I said, this interrogation just keeps going. So she says she has strong feelings for him. And he's like, why so? (laughs) What is this? What is this? Prove your love to me. (laughs) She says it's easy, strong connection. We vibe, we get along. You give this tough love. And I'm like, here he goes talking again. But then she tries to convince everybody that she likes it. I am not convinced for one second that she likes it. I made a face. I'm like, why? Why would you say his tough love is an asset? No, it's not. Yuck. Finally, I guess he's decided to share his thoughts and, and feelings because he says that um, there's a, which I guess it's not even about her. He's just like, there's a level to your uh, to yourself that unless you're with the woman you love, like you don't know, and he's helped her learn about himself and he sees why the expert chose her. That choice of words is real suspect. Not I see why the experts matched us together. I can see why they chose you to be my wife. (laughs) You love Elijah one, don't you? I can tell. (laughs) Even when I try to give him a chance, I I still... He will make sure that I should not. I should not give him a chance. He says every relationship makes you grow. He's happy because he went from a boy to a man and he couldn't have done it without her. So thank you. Once again, feels very self-centered. Um, whatever the decision is, there's nothing he regrets. I cannot stand this man. I don't. I shudder to think that he likes Katina. I think in my mind, I like to think that he doesn't like Katina because I would hope that if you like someone, you would treat them better than that. Well, in his mind, tough love. He might act, he might like her, but this is how he shows love. It's toxic. And it's very, very self-centered. 
It is not about her. It is always all about Lajuan. That I see, like, in the history of watching maps, so many episodes, so many people talking about the same thing, I just cannot ever recall someone saying, I can see why they chose you. It's always, I can see why we were matched. Yeah. That's another thing we don't have a direct answer for is why or what do you think you need to work on for Katina? Like you're it's all perfect. these things that you say she's going to school. She wouldn't have time for me. She doesn't know how to be an adult. She do- what do you need to work on? You paid your student loans. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> he paid his student loans and he has a house. God, you know, God made him in his image, really, you know? Also, um, we are not going to move on without pointing out that at some point during the dinner, I saw Elijah want to take a sip of, I don't know, wine, apple juice, whatever. And I'm like, that is a very oddly shaped glass. And it was a very tiny canister. It was a carafe. Am I saying it right? I don't know. Carafe, decanter. I've heard Decan- those. Yes. And I'm like, the little spout thing is there. Like, why are you drinking off? The producers kept it in. Because later on during the dinner, the glass had changed. It changed into a proper glass. So they knew (laughs) what they were doing. But then I thought, I'm like, okay, maybe it's something. I'm not refined enough. I don't know. But then, you know, someone messaged us and I saw people talk about it. And I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like I saw what I saw. And I'm like, oh, this guy. Olajuwon always comes with the material. (laughs) Haven't been served something in it. Like, what is the point of a decanter that small? It's the size of a glass. Maybe he Is it supposed all- to let the wine breathe or something? I don't know. Maybe he drank all the oil and didn't know it. And he was supposed to pour it out and dip his bread in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then usually, I think if you're drinking like brandy or something, it's usually in a decanter like that because it's like a small... I'm just shooting the shit right now. I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> watch too many things. I'm just guessing. But yeah, anyways... So we see Lindsay meeting up with her friend for lunch, Kara. She describes Kara as her work wife, and they are similar but different, but they get each other. I'm um, sorry, I do want to ask. Lindsay says she works from home, but Lindsay's a nurse, right? She's a health administrator, so I think she was a nurse, and now she's in administration. Oh, okay, got it. So Lindsay starts immediately with the mark bashing because that is her favorite sport. She was like, have you ever dated an only child? Like dating an only child, he's so super rigid and he doesn't adapt to change and he wants to live a safe life. I don't know why you would fault someone. Like I can, I understand why you might find that irritating because that's not how you live your life. But the same way you want someone to let you live your dangerous life, I guess, let someone have that choice. He wants to live a safe life. Like who, 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 who did he hurt? So Lindsay asked, you know, you were at the wedding. What did you think of him at the wedding? And the friend is like, oh, she smiled a lot. He seemed like a really nice guy. Like he knows how to have fun, but he seemed bland, like white bread. Lindsay says, yes, he is. He is one smidge away from a Velcro sneaker. Remember when I told you she fancies herself a funny gal? And it's not funny. (laughs) It's not. And once he's a dad, he'll fully be Velcro. You should never be that comfortable talking negatively about your partner to anybody, even if it's your friends. And it's just such random things to trash him for. I guess it's like, it's okay to not like the unadventurous part about Mike, I mean, Mike, Mark, but everything just sounded so mocking. Yes, they're weak. See, her and Elijah want a two peas in a fucking pod. Yes. They both think they're better than their partner and they're not. 
Yes. And that's the thing. It's like, you're both in this situation, whether or not you think you're better or whatever, and you've been matched for a reason. And it's like, there are other ways to say it. Like you could not like it, but even if you lead in with a compliment or something, you could just be like, yeah, that's my, like, you could just be like, that's my mark though. He just likes to live a safe life. And he just likes, he's not adventurous. He just likes to be predictable. He likes eating the same things, but you know, it's okay. I mean, that's what he likes. You like what you like, but she says it like the worst human on earth dating an only child, blah, blah. Like there are people who are super rigid and are not only children. Case in point, a large one. <laughs> so you know so anyways she says you know he's the sensitive one i think that's arguable i think everyone thinks sensitive is like if you're crying or anything but Lindsay can be sensitive but i don't know she says he's the sensitive one and you know she tells us that his empathetic heart is nice and she feels like it's a gift to be able to feel but i know he he hates hearing it but he's in a time of crisis replaced falling apart <laughs> so she does her, sound better by the way time of crisis i don't know crisis sounds escalated <laughs> <laughs> so she says she loves him and thinks he's great but he's not giving her the sparks and butterflies and the way she tries to express how she feels he takes it as her saying he's not good enough um Lindsay, you've practically said that <laughs> he's not good enough so she says she has moods where she's like i can't do it then the next thing he's like a wounded puppy and does the good outweigh the con i don't know for the life of me how you describe your husband as a wounded puppy as a positive thing because it's something for her to take care of and take control of so she just wants to take care of stuff and he just needs someone to help him through stuff. Great. Lindsay is a fascinating study in the relationship between care and control. She controls through care. Yes. So and it friend- throws you off because a person who is caring, you don't usually associate that with control, but that is literally how she tries to keep Mark under her thumb. Yeah. He shares some responsibility in that he's happy to take the help, is he not? I mean, what do you do? It's your wife. (laughs) I think deep down he doesn't want to. And when he does, she's like, you're shutting me out. You don't want to help me because that's her power. It's akin to like, you know, those 90 day fiance, all they have to offer is like the green cards. Anything happens, I brought you here to this country. And then when anything happens, they have nothing else to offer. So. Um. Her friend tells her to think with her heart and work on the intangibles. Lindsay says he will definitely be my first husband, but maybe not my last. All these jokes, man, all these jokes in quote. So we see the group headed to play flag football. Katina and Olajuwon and Michael and Jasmina are riding together and they get there and they start to pick teams. Mark picks first and he picks Lindsay only to keep the peace as he tells us. And Elijah one is like, good job, Mark, but I'm going to keep you real and picks Steve first because <laughs> Elijah one cannot help himself. Like this man is just about himself. He's more concerned about winning a game than a stupid game of flag football for his TV. wife's feelings. That's crazy. <laughs> filler, That's a filler game just to fill in the episode. Then he is about his wife's feelings. Mm-mm. 
But he also knows he can I'm not saying he had to pick her first, though. I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. This flag football thing, I was like, you, sh- you should pick your spouse first. But even if it was me, I don't know that I would pick my spouse first. They weren't good. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But he didn't know if she was going to be good or not. But then Jasmina and Noe get picked last. But, you know, they start and Lindsay is, call- is talking smack as usual and says she's on a good team and calls herself athletic. And the producers show her fumbling. <laughs> they were cruel she's like i'm so good and then we get to see her not catch that football three times um katina says that she's never played flag football before but she just knew she was going to be good and then elijah was so proud because katina does well but elijah was the kind of person like you have to be on top of everything for him to give you his love. And it's almost like if you don't do or meet his expectations, then you're on his bad side, which is just not a good dynamic. Cause I'm sure she was so pleased. And I just don't like the whole Katina feeling like she's auditioning for him. Like, look, did I do, did I do good? Did I do good? I don't like it. So Mark is truly having the worst time of his life because yet again, another crisis <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of playing flag football, he pulls something and he falls to the ground. He's calling for the doctor. And in my mind, I'm like, listen, I watch competitive reality shows where there's a doctor on call, but this is maps and a friendly flag football. I was like, did they really have a doctor on call? Um, there was no doctor that came on. So I don't know who he was calling for. <laughs> so I thought he tore his ACL. Um, although it more commonly happens to women, there was no one touching him and there was no one around him when he fell. He literally just like, like, and usually with women, that's an ACL tear. I think with men too. So I was like, oh my God, he tore his ACL. One more crisis. Then it was just <laughs> a hamstring. <laughs> yeah. But what does it, does, wait, does it happen more to women? Because I see a lot of NBA people. That happens to them. Um. Yeah, but I, well, all I know about women, because it happened to someone I know. They were like, literally practicing for flag football and there was no one around them and they just were running and then suddenly like ACL tear right there. No, I get it. I just meant like more to women versus men. Cause I, I think it does happen more. more to women. Really? I mean, it happens to men too, but I think it happens more to, to female athletes. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So, um, Lindsay's trying to stretch him, you know, she was there like, oh my God, I can save him again. And she's right up there trying to do stuff or whatever. But it turns out Lindsay was right earlier in the episode. This man was just dehydrated. So <laughs> <laughs> so they huddle up and Steve, as always, asks how everyone is doing. Mark says he feels positive. Noah's like, you feel positive? <laughs> she probably didn't mean anything, but I'm like, I'm asking the same damn question too, Noah. You feel positive? And Lindsay's all because she thinks she's funny. Like, oh, we'll sh- we shall see. And Mark says it'll be sad if after everything they have been through, it didn't work out. And by now and decision and by now, between now and decision day, if he doesn't feel anything, he's hoping that he's hoping that he wants to continue being married. How do you speak of yourself <laughs> in first person, hoping that you want to continue being married? You're the one making the call. Katina says it she sure feels... was just a few days till decision day too. There's really no time to waste. I mean, I just don't understand him hoping that he wants to continue being. <laughs> so Katina says she feels good. Michael says he feels good that, you know, they had a conversation and they're on the same page on what to focus on. 
Jasmina says, like, if they don't stick true to what they should work on, then it will result in a divorce. She doesn't feel secure, even though they're in a better place. Steve cracks a joke and Mark says that, you know, they've come a long way as a group. They just had this whole thing. It was like a final hurrah of this might be the last time some of us are going to be divorced and we don't know who's going to keep custody of who. So Mark says Kyle again. That, you know, he was trying to make reference to something Pastor Cal said about commitment. And I'm like, where is the pastor, Mark? Katina says what will be will be. And they should be thankful they even found someone for them and enjoy the time left. And if there needs to be forgiveness at the end, don't become bitter. And I thought that was nice. I thought it was nice, too. I thought it was Mike saying, like, I really want us to be able to get together again. So <laughs> let's all be friends. Can we be friends? <laughs> so we see the sharks in a car. And Lindsay is being a toddler again. Like, every time he tries to surprise this woman, she's touching around, moving around. And I'm like, first of all, isn't this dangerous? He's driving. Like, just let him be. And she's Never. Like, never. She's a health administrator. I mean, I don't know what the other has to do with the other, but still. And she says, um, I don't like surprises. Mark says the best case scenario is that if he said yes on decision day, that he has certainty that he wants to be with Lindsay and they will build a life in his mom's apartment. I'm like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused. Why did you bring this woman to this crappy ass apartment for your final dinner? And okay. He tried or his production tried with the table. I'm like, I don't care what lipstick you put on this pig. This apartment kind of sucks. I actually thought it wasn't bad. Oh, well, I thought, I mean, other people got nice restaurants and she gets his mother's apartment. Oh, in that case, yeah. I meant in terms of living situations, I was like, this ranks high with all the apartments we saw. But in terms of like for a final date, why would you bring her here? But I think for him, he was trying to do the lead in of this is where they could live their life. This is where they could start a new beginning. But the apartment doesn't come with good memories. So that was not a smart idea. And they spent half the time cleaning it. So why would they clean it and then bring her here again? Yeah, you're right. So they walk into his mom's apartment. It's cleaned up, spruced up a a bit, and he tells her that they're eating dinner. It looks like it's sushi. And, I mean, I don't know why she says he doesn't try stuff, because I think I saw him eat sushi with chopsticks, too. He was eating the sushi. He went and got food that she liked. I won't knock him for that. He did good with the food. Okay. But he plans good dates for Lindsay in general. Like, I think he did throughout the season. Mm -hmm. So he tells her that she has pushed him to new things and cared for him under tough conditions, and the place wouldn't look like this if not for her. Lindsay says she gets a lot of joy in building a home. And if they stay together, give her a weekend and a $500 budget. Mark is like, for what? She lists a lot of things that she is not wrong about, I might add. But I thought $500 was generous. She needs more money. (laughs) She does need more money. And I was like, oh, gosh. The stuff she was listing, I'm like, yeah, that's the type of thing you do to make it your place. for five. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like, what light fixture and paint can you do for $500? But light fixtures are expensive. (laughs) But... But I liked her ideas, actually. Mm-hmm. So she asked if the idea of creating a space that makes him feel great, does it make him feel comfortable or does it intrigue him? I thought that was a weird question, but he understood what she meant. And he says there's some things that he's not ready to throw everything out to make it brand new. And he wouldn't want to move. For example, he doesn't want to move the dresser. And she's like, I wouldn't want to live with the dresser. And, <laughs> and, and he doesn't want to move that to his past. 
She says he always says he has to live day by day, but a lot of the time she hears him talk about yesterday in his home, his childhood. Lindsay doesn't know how to meet halfway. Like, I understand what she's saying. Like, who wants to live in the past? And it seems to be past that gives you painful memories. But you got to meet this man halfway. He's going through a transition. Yes, he doesn't like transition, but it's hard. He's literally watching his mom waste away. He just lost his dad. He lost his grandma. He has all these things going on in his life. Like, meet him halfway somewhere, not like a hard no. I think that's where she can, you know, ease on the reins a little bit. I know. I just thought, why is... I don't know. We love to talk shit about Lindsay, but sometimes Mark really is just not great. And this moment talking about moving into his mother's apartment and the few things she would need to do to make it her place and removing some ugly ass dresser and him being, I'm like, what kind of fucking memories do you have associated with that dresser that you can't get rid of it? His childhood. (laughs) (laughs) So... Mark says this apartment and the house in Quincy feels so good just standing on the property. He said in his mind, he's like, if she moves in, it's like he made space for her in a place that was his mother's and his grandmother's and they're not here, but he wants them to feel like they're here. Lindsay said, yeah, you just said my, 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 my mother's, my grandmother's. I want our place. I think that's fair. I do think though, that if what we're hearing about housing in Boston, they could make this place theirs. Throw out the dresser, give her the money, let her just do it. The place seems spacious. Why the hell not? Because, I mean, did Lindsay say bad things about him when she met up with her friend? Yes. But they weren't entirely untrue. He is rigid. <laughs> I, I also think he's one of those people who needs time like you need to make the proposal leave him alone for a bit then come back to it he can't agree to get rid of stuff in the moment yeah I mean you got the man eating sushi so Mark says they're so different and they live differently and that's what makes it difficult on what to do they go out to I don't know it's like a balcony or something again this place is great you can go out and have coffee and all that and then they start dancing and they laugh and it was a nice moment in the end of their date. <sighs> I mean, okay. It was a nice date, but I really never got over the venue. <laughs> How am I going to clean out a whole apartment and then be brought here on a surprise date and supposed to be happy about the surprise? Because you made a house into a home. Not me. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. And we're back to Steve and Noi. They are having... what? I don't mean to cut you off, but there's something I forgot to mention in social media that I need to mention now because I just remembered. Some of you may have seen that Steve re-released Get Down. (laughs) (laughs) On SoundCloud? Is he a SoundCloud rapper now? Girl, no. Now streaming on Spotify. (laughs) So... (laughs) He wants his .0002 (laughs) cents that he gets for each play. I am going to try. I saw it right before we started recording, but I am going to try and listen to it and see if I can find the beat. I don't know (laughs) if it was modified, remixed, and made current to the year. But the only other thing is like, there's a possibility that we don't know if it's a spoiler or not or when this video was taken, but Steve has his ring on. They do have Um, to wear their rings, I think, until Decision Day airs or something like that. Oh, okay. So... 
Yeah, but yeah, I am going to check out the song and see if I like it better and not while watching his mom rap along to it or him. But yeah, just wanted to point that out. I forgot to mention that during social media. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so Steve, the SoundCloud rapper. Spotify, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call him a SoundCloud rapper Put some respect on his name. <laughs> and his wife, Noy, are at a lovely restaurant for their final dinner. <laughs> Not, not an, an apartment. apartment. <laughs> Steve tells Noy that it's been a solid eight weeks. And Noy asks if a year ago, if someone asked you if you were ready for marriage, would you have said yes? And he said, mm, yeah, I think maybe like two years ago, he started thinking about marriage. And she asked what made him think that. And he said, you know, spending time with my family, hang out with my nieces and nephews. Family is a driving force for him. He's just a very level-headed person. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, how do you... That to me is like the perfect answer to the question. Mm-hmm. Noi brings up the not living together and asks if them not living together after D-Day, does he think it will regress our marriage? And much like when Dr. Pepper asked them about this, Steve has no opinions on not living together. He's like, it's not my idea, so I'm not contributing. He says he doesn't know. Um, Noi says she doesn't think much will change. You know, they have the bond, they have the love. And he said, it could it's a step back we're not constantly together but maybe there are benefits that we don't know i rolled my eyes i was like i can't believe she's serious about this shit like she's still hanging on to this like what is the like how long are they living separately for i still maintain it's a punishment Mm, i think it's partially a security blanket but it's such a poorly expressed security blanket yeah i think and it's not conveying the right message the, he, the message she's actually saying is, I don't trust you. I think if he got a job during the time they were together, she would not live separately. Mm-hmm. So maybe the two are intertwined, but I still think it's a punishment. Like, I don't know if she realized that married at first sight is literally a leap of faith. So. So in an interview, Noy says he thinks that we're already living together. So what would be the big deal after? She says after making a decision on decision day, but I could literally see her having to reframe her words to after saying yes on decision day. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she's not comfortable doing that because you still don't know how things will turn out. Um, Steve says to her that they don't need to have the perfect marriage by decision day. Once again, the voice of reason. The point is, is there enough to carry on from this point? This is what everybody should be thinking and saying. She says she still has questions about work and career and she doesn't know the Steve that has a job and her natural instinct is to worry. And he says, you weren't there for it, but haven't you talked to my family, to my friends? Doesn't that speak to his track record? She says she doesn't doubt him, but she also needs action too. That is a contradiction. Um, he says, you're skeptical to believe in it. Do you know what a sales engineer is? And Noy says, no, and my jaw was on the floor. All this time, you don't know anything about the job that he had before? I just, if you don't know, ask. I, I, I'm i so, I'm over this conversation, so I'm not going to even go. They've been going back and forth on this. And Noi seems uninterested. Like, she seems uninterested in finding anything that might foil her idea of what she already has right now. Like, I don't want to be convinced otherwise. I just want to be convinced that you don't have a job. I don't trust you. You don't have a plan. And that's it. That, like, nothing else should bust that bubble. She says that we don't talk about these things and I did not believe her. This is all you talk about. And you never, I mean, on one hand, she never asked, but I'm also like, you never told her. 
She's like, I have no idea what you did. What? So he says, he gets a little defensive, gets a little hyphy. He's like, I didn't just apply for a job down the street. It took a lot of work to get there. I did it for four years. And he thinks that it shows capability and dedication to a career. I don't think four years is that long, but that's just me. Then he contradicts what you just said, because he says he does tell her these things, but you just don't take it in or you don't believe it. And she says that the stakes are high and she can only go off the information that we have here and now. I just remember the scene where Noy was with his friends and his friends did mention that he was a sales engineer and like his job was hiring. So it's hard for me to believe that she didn't know what he did. I don't know. I mean, anytime a job has the word engineer in it or has to do with computers, do people really know? No, unless you're at least I I don't know. <laughs> I but mean, you can extrapolate information about what it requires to get that job, how much it pays, and how much demand it is in based on the conversations you've had with his friends, who I believe were some of his former co-workers. No, I don't think it was his co-worker. He just said, if he wanted a job, like we can hire him. I don't know. I don't remember. So same industry. Yeah, but to your point, that is true. A lot of people don't know what people do exactly. A lot of people don't know what I do. They're just like, oh, it's in marketing. But they don't know exactly what it entails or whatever. Fine, I'm not going to get you on that. But like you said, if it has engineering there, eh, that's all you need to know. Plus, if you don't know, <laughs> ask. When have you ever asked Steve anything and he wasn't willing to give you an answer? He's not you. You could Google. You can find out if you want to. Even Supri said recently, like from what we see, he doesn't seem like he can't not, not get a job. Like he seems like he has a his head on straight and he can get like Noi is just being like head in the sand. Like I don't want to hear it. And he contradicted her by saying, I have told you, you just don't want to hear it. <laughs> Which I'm like, why would you not want to hear about how he can get and get a job? It was just it's very noyish. She ends with I know you're working on things, which once again, I think is freelancing right now, but I don't know what that means and how does that translate to income? And Steve is like, but we've talked about this. <laughs> they sat down with the finance. You know what? <laughs> again, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to say anything. I can't anymore. She's, then we find out. Because, you know, this is what I would give this episode. There were a few things here and there that we found out. She says she doesn't make a ton of money. But she wants three kids and her partner would need to contribute. She needs to have some form of security, savings, and a place to live. And she doesn't want to relinquish that control over her security. I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to frame this because I'm not talking down on her or anything. But if she's not going to relinquish the security, if she means her studio, but you're not going to have the three kids if you let go of the husband, like of Steve. So I, I'm confused. <laughs> You have to decide what you want. What do you want? Who you want it with? <sighs> Anyways, we're finally getting to like the end end, um, which is like it's our last night together, leaving the apartment. So we start with Katina and Olajuwon. They're playing trains with the toothbrushing. This is the part where I'm grateful to not see people brushing their teeth again. That that signals the end of the season. No more watching people brushing their teeth. Um, Mark and Lindsay, they just talk about how it was the last night in the apartment and she asks him if he'll miss her. I feel like she gives this man opportunities to say he doesn't like her very much because he says, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) 
In an interview, Lindsay says she has mixed feelings. She's anxious, excited, and nervous. They talk about how he's glad that she's still here and the cats. The cats is like having kids. She says, so we're staying together for the cats. And he says it does bring a different dynamic. Two strangers, five cats, new space for everybody. I thought he says, Cookie, I'll miss you the most. Something about missing Rocky. Then the, there's this whole thing about the affection. It comes up again. The affection with the cats and Mark. Oh, the cats love her more than they, I don't, whatever. Once again, they're in bed. She's touching him. And he says, oh, no, stop. (laughs) (laughs) This show is so repetitive. Because in some ways, it's because people are repetitive. They get into their patterns and they don't stop. So a lot of these couples are in patterns now. And we've gotten to watch them do the same things for eight weeks straight. And we've watched them for 16 weeks. They've been doing it for eight weeks. In an interview, Mark says that they haven't had a good week in eight weeks. Um, They've had good moments and not so good moments. How to navigate life or will they change or will they have up and down moments every week? I'm like, I think you can pretty much guarantee up and down moments every week based on how it's gone so far. He hopes he can make the best decision he can under the circumstances. Stephen Noy. Noy says it's the last time. Noy asks the same question. Will he miss her in sushi? And he says he'll definitely miss sushi. There's a lot of talking about. It could be the last. There's mixed feelings. Noi has held back her feelings. She's had a hard time expressing them. Classic question. What would you have done different? Steve asks. She doesn't answer. She flips it back on him. And he said he, he would have gotten a job. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> and then he says he would have eaten the pasta and not said anything. And they both laughed. I'm truly glad they can laugh about it. (laughs) They laugh together. Noi says it's funny now, but at the time it wasn't funny. And she's glad they can laugh about it too. Noi asks, would you want me to do things different? And he said that he would like for them to treat each other equally. If I ask for something, you're liable to snap at me. And then they show them the bathroom cleaning and the taking out of the dog. That doesn't make him feel comfortable. I should feel like I can ask you things the same way you ask me for things. Noi says it's our final night and he's still counting things and making sure that the transaction is 50-50. I didn't think that's what he was doing, but that's what she thinks he was doing. I had counting things with like 500 million question marks. What? <laughs> like he mentions what he needs and he's counting things. You mention what you need and it's not. I... Noi's reasoning is something else. I got to tell you. She says that she's not perfect, but neither is he. And In an interview, she says, if we choose to stay together and he's still having issues, it's going to be hard for her. Katina and Olajuwon. So Olajuwon asks if she wants help to make a suitcase. Katina says in the beginning, she wasn't thinking about D-Day, which makes sense. Like when you're getting married at first sight, I do think it's good to just stick to one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So she says she was focused on like, are we going to get along? Are we going to like each other? And then all of a sudden it's D-Day and like now you have to make the decision. Can I just say something? They did not pack. Until the night before. I stopped packing like days before. Because <laughs> they seemed like they still had a lot of stuff left in the closet to pack. Or maybe they're just going to come back after D-Day. Well, remember, if they pack for one night. Because then, when someone says no, we get to see them come back and have to move out of the apartment while they've just <laughs> said no to each other. Because oh. <laughs> those are always awkward. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um... 
she um she asked Olajuwon if he's nervous he says he's gonna appreciate being alone with his thoughts the pros and the cons how do I feel he might shed a tear um in an interview Olajuwon says it's a life decision it's something you can make a quick answer you should think about your future he needs time to think and take everything he's been through he asked her how she would feel if she ended up single and she said it would be sad but it would take her time to process and get over it and then she asked him how he'd feel but he'd be sad but he would basically he's like oh i wouldn't be that sad that's how i took that because he doesn't want to give her that type of power over him oh I, are you gonna mention how he said you may because you're a female yes <laughs> and it's like wh- what he just couldn't admit to her that like i care about you and i'd be sad if you didn't want to be with me which is kind of bizarre he was just saying a lot of words, saying nothing, just a lot of, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No, we don't know what you're saying. Make a complete sentence. It's just like, I don't know how I feel because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it felt like either they were editing it this way, but the way they cut the scene, you're like, oh, is a large one planning to say no tomorrow? Yeah, true. You have to always in remember an, editing. In an interview, a producer asked Katina how she would feel about being divorced. And she says it's a scary thing because she put a lot of effort into getting to know someone. If it doesn't work out, it's a draining feeling and she's almost starting to cry. And we juxtapose that with him being like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to feel anything if you say no. (laughs) So something about that scene with uh, Katina crying in the confessional made me feel like it wasn't in... That question was not about that scene that we just watched. I feel like that scene was a confessional, a reaction to that fight that they had. Mm -hmm. Because it seemed very similar where she was patting her wig, turning her head. And I think they just put that in there. And it wasn't like in relation to whatever conversation they were just having. That makes sense. They they do get you with the cutting. They do. Because you have to look for the specific reference to what was discussed to know that that was actually the time that it was said. Yeah, because I was like, Katina doesn't even like to cry. Like, what is she crying about? Like, he just said he may not think, he said worse. (laughs) So Olajuwon gives a little breakup speech. That's what I thought it was. (laughs) He says no matter what, he wants her to know that he truly cares about her, he's happy he met her, and she should choose what's best for her. Don't make a decision based on what other people are thinking. It's deeper than what other people are deciding. He tells her to be selfish. And that he's going to be selfish and do what's best for Olajuwon. Hmm. I mean, he ain't lying. He always does what's best for Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. Um, Jasmina asked Mike how he feels. More about it came quicker. Then she asked if he left the fan on in the bathroom. And he makes a joke, that's not your problem. <laughs> they talk about how the house will be a mess after she leaves. What is he going to do? Reflect, take it in. Um, in that interview, she said she doesn't know. She needs to decide if he's a friend or is it more. And she's got some thinking to do. And that's another one where I'm like, wait a second. Is that a decision day thing? Or is that from four weeks ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mike says that she seems calm and mellow. And she says she feels anxious. Interview Mike In an interview, Mike says that he's very nervous. Probably the bis- biggest decision I made in my life. And I'm like, please stop. <laughs> it is a big decision, but I just need everybody to calm down. They talk about the difference between her leaving now and when she left after the honeymoon. If you guys recall, Jasmina left to go home after the honeymoon. (laughs) And he says the difference is when she like left to go home after the honeymoon, 
he knew that she was coming back. But this time it's a lot of question marks. So this is a way bigger deal than when she left the first time. It's either a new beginning or an end. And I was like, I swear to you, tomorrow you people better say yes. Doesn't mean I don't break this man's heart. So we get like an ending montage of them hugging. Um, everybody hugs and it's nice. But Lindsay, when she leaves Mark, says it's been real. And I was like, <laughs> nothing says it's over than saying it's been real. I mean, she follows it up by blowing kisses and does the airport look back, come back. So everybody does a selfie cam. It was a little fillerish. Um, Noi says it's bizarre to be without him. And I'm like, but you don't want to live with him after this, so you should probably get used to it. It's confused, girl. Steve makes mention of the whole not wanting to live together in his selfie cam. Olajuwon says it's weird without Katina. Katina says she started a new life two months ago, but she has to figure out her next chapter. Lindsay says it's bittersweet that the process has been a whirlwind and it seems like eight years. Mark says ups and downs and what matters are the key things he wants in a wife. Mike references being single again and starting over. He came in positive, assuming that he would find a life partner. For it to be the end and not getting that, how long will it take him to meet someone? Five years for the psychic. Jasmina said she is scared of how it's going to go. She has an idea, but she feels like whenever that happens, it never goes as expected. Mark says he did his best. Olajuwon says if it's meant to happen, it will happen. No, actually, you have to do something to make it happen. (laughs) And Noi says she has to think long and hard about what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's the end. Tane, do you want to predict who is going to say yes and no? Yes. Um, let's go. Um, I think Lindsay and Mark, I think one of them is going to say no. I'm not sure who. Actually, I agree. I I, I don't know who's going to be. Um, Jasmina and Michael, I think they're both going to say yes. But I will tell you the biggest surprise of the show for me is if Jasmina says yes and Michael says no. Okay. Yes. Yes. Very surprised. But I think they're going to say yes. I think Olajuwon, Olajuwon and Katina are going to say yes. Mm-hmm. I just I just, I just, just had a quick thought. Like, they might say no, but then they reconnected after the show because I can see that happening. And we'll see that in a reunion that they got back together even though they said no. But I think they're going to say yes. And Steve and Noe are going to say yes. I agree with all of your predictions and I agree. I don't know if it would be the biggest shocker if Mike said no. Either way, Jasmina and Michael are who I'm going to be the most disappointed in or the most happy for. Yeah. Just because I think Michael has feelings for her. Jasmina claims she doesn't have feelings for him, but I'm like, why are you fighting this feel? Like, you meet someone that makes you laugh, you're comfortable with, like, what is the, just give it a chance outside the cameras. If it still doesn't work after that, then go go on your merry way. This eight weeks, man the death of a good thing it's i just when we get to this point in the season i'm always like it's really over all that's left is yes and no (laughs) all right who has your bouquet this week my bouquet goes to claire i don't know i didn't give it to her the last time and i really really just enjoy her vibe and i really liked it again like she talks to 
Michael, you know, in a fair and balanced way, she gives him good advice and she just seems like good vibes. Who has yours? Uh, it goes to Steve. <laughs> okay. I think he has the patience of a saint because I know that everything he said at that dinner, he has said before. <laughs> but you would have never known that hearing him because he says it so calmly and not like, have I not told you that I can make money just fine? He says it like I, he has never told her in the past eight weeks, despite the fact she never shuts up about him not having a job. <laughs> <laughs> Who has your burnt ashes? So I already had Noi down for her facial expressions and this whole living together and just like having a, ch- a conversation like a toddler. And then in the last quarter, they saved the whole Olajuwon selfish speech. And I just, I, 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 I could not can't. I can't. I can't with Olajuwon. Like I can't. Be selfish. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Are you going to have time to be a wife? I, I can't. Olajuwon has my, my ashes. I have no other explanation. Who has yours? Um, It goes to Noi. Like, like, it's just a ringing clock over and over again. Will not stop ringing the alarm. But there's no fire. <laughs> <laughs> this the false alarm. You have to articulate why you need to keep your apartment better than you're articulating it. You need to work with Steve on how you're going to live together after you both say yes on decision day. Grow up. Yeah. And she did say in one confessional, like, you know, the way Steve sounds, it sounds like he doesn't trust me. Why? You don't. Clearly, you don't trust him. You're keeping your apartment. So. Oh, well. Um. Wow. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week. That's basically it for the season because all we have is decision day, which we will be back in two weeks for um you can also find tane with nana on the rewatch they've got four seasons of sex in the city recaps for you to watch um i mean four seasons of sex in the city recaps for you to listen to and hear some analysis from you know the modern times instead of the ancient times (laughs) you can find us on instagram and twitter at alter call m-a-f-s a-l-t-a-r-c-a-l-l-m-a-f-s Love to hear what you guys have thought of this whole season and love to hear your predictions for Decision Day. Yes, guys. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast and give us a five-star rating, please, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we will be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.